Hi and welcome to Shaman Talk Podcast. My name is Rhonda and I'm your host today. I'm really looking forward to this podcast. I'm going to be talking about shamanic journeying and in particular how we can interpret our journeys successfully. I do get a lot of questions, especially from people starting out. What is the best way to interpret my journeys? What does this mean for me? How do I use this? I'm so confused. Like, what does this even mean? It was so, like, wild or it was so vague. So I'm just going to talk about shamanic journeying today. I'm going to talk about some ideas, tips and tricks for working out what our spirits are trying to tell us. You know, what what is this magical guidance and what are the ways that can really help us to interpret our messages correctly so that we can really move through our life taking full advantage of the magical, direct, revelatory information that we have access to. So I'm going to start by just explaining quickly what a shamanic journey is. So a shamanic journey is a a visionary method used by humankind to access our inner wisdom and guidance. A shamanic journey is a way to meet our spirit helpers, to meet our guides. And those guides can take many forms. They can often not even have a face or be known, but they can be more of a feeling. We can work with colours, we can work with objects, we can work with light. There are a million ways to connect with that unseen energy in those unseen places and to connect with helping spirits and helping guides. And there's no right or wrong way with a shamanic journey, which I will say again probably in this podcast. There is no right and wrong way and each person's experience is exactly right for them. Shamanic journey doesn't have to be reserved for certain people. It is definitely a universal gift that every human has the right to access. And I believe it is a skill that everybody can learn. I do think that different people will be skillful in different ways. So a traditional shamanic journey where you lie down with drumming, percussion, well, it's traditional for the West. It's not actually traditional in indigenous cultures to journey in that way. But culturally in the West, that's how we journey. And I know a lot of people who um, don't get on very well with that method or they don't they don't really get, get very deep with that method. Um, and I've said there that traditionally in the West, this is how we journey, but that's not really true. That I, I, I would like to clarify that. So in core shamanism brought over to the West by Michael Harner, Sandra Ingerman and core shamanism it's traditional to lie down with a blindfold and journey in that way and that is the way that a lot of people learn and it's absolutely valid I love to journey that way it really works for me but I also journey in lots of different ways I'll omen walk I'll connect with my guides when I'm out and about in many 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 different ways so this lying down with your eyes covered and with drumming tracks is one way to do it but there are many ways to connect with our guides and to divine our information we'll often think that um the kind of sense that we get can be we can we can kind of have issues in the beginning believing what we're experiencing so i do see that quite a lot so I would quite like to encourage everybody who's starting out on their path or is just beginning to 
um, really get into the process of shamanic journeying to uh, examine and notice these thoughts of, am I making this up? Is this real? Am I just, you know, make it, like, I've seen something in my life today and now I'm seeing it in my journey. It's probably just because of that. That happens a lot, especially when we first start out. Um, so just acknowledge those feelings, but know that you're not alone. Lots of people think that they're just making up when they start out. Um, what I always say to my students or people that I'm working with is that to make something up, you need to use your imagination. And actually, our imagination is one of the biggest drivers of um, our life. It's one of the biggest drivers of our spiritual connection. And that imagination actually takes a lot of energy physical energy from our body it takes calories to use our imagination and to create these things that we create with our mind and biologically evolutionarily speaking if something takes energy and is useless then it is um lost over time like nature is very very efficient when it comes to only keeping things that are really good for us and that we really really need so we really need our imagination. There is a point to having an imagination. So, and what is that point? I believe that part of the point of that is because our imagination is really key in creating the ability for us to have these esoteric experiences, to have these um, esoteric messages and direct revelatory experiences that can really help and support us in our life. So if you think you're just making it up, Let's just take the just out. So yes, we're making it up, but we make up lots of things and it doesn't mean that it's not valid and it doesn't mean that it's not real. It's a way that the our culture that we live in belittles something that is really important, which is our imagination and our ability to create wonderful experiences for ourselves and to connect with the energy of all things and to connect with oneness and to connect with our helping spirits and our guides in a way that is useful and helpful for us in our life. So if you think you're just making it up, you can put that to the side. Some people will uh, will say, well, I saw a crow today on the way home from work and then I saw a crow on my journey. So the only reason I saw a crow on my journey is because I saw one on my way home from work. And what I would say to that kind of doubt is that the universe works in synchronicities. If you see a crow on your way home from work and then you see one in your journey, that's a synchronicity. You saw lots of other things on your way home from work. I'm sure you did. But none of those things appeared in your journey. Any of those could have appeared in your journey, but they didn't. It was the crow. So there's a significance to that. So you can then have a think and see what the significance might be for you. So tend towards the synchronicity side of the thought process when it comes to what you're experiencing in your journeys rather than the doubt side if you can. hope that's like a helpful statement but don't forget that we see lots and lots and lots and lots of things in our life but we don't see all of those things in our journeys. We only see the significant things that we need to see that we are shown in our journeys. So to better understand our journeys one thing I really do recommend is that you write everything down. So whether you're on a gnomon walk, whether you experience something out outside in nature, whether you're trance dancing, whether you're playing music at home and journeying that way, whether you're moving about with your drum or you're lying down and listening to a drumming track, whatever way that you're working, try and write everything down. And the reason that I feel like that's important, it's that when you 
come back from ordinary uh, from non-ordinary reality journeys like dreams tend to fade really quickly from our conscious awareness they just go like water and it's funny because we think wow i'll never forget that experience it was so deep and so profound but we do it really does fade away so keeping a journal provides a record of our spiritual growth it allows us to reflect on and better interpret our journeys and in some cases your journey experiences will be clearer and easier to understand if they're written down and you can go back to them the other thing you can do then <coughs> excuse me is look for possible associations between journeys you <coughs> you can begin to relate each symbol and symbolism and images through a kind of theme of a few months perhaps or a year and you would find that very difficult to do if you don't have a written record of lots of your journeys in saying that be careful not to over analyze your journey for its meaning will become clear at the appropriate time for you you may need to experience that journey in the moment write it down and then experience lots of other things before that journey becomes clearer to you what it means and how you can use that to um, affect your life in a positive way <clears throat> so not every journey you undertake will necessarily be coherent vivid or powerful but no matter how strange or random the experience may seem it will augment your shamanic skill and your knowledge so seemingly insignificant events in a journey or a vision may manifest in a powerful way in your ordinary state of awareness so be on the lookout for synchronicities and they because they confirm the shamanic work is producing the effects that we're looking for and when you are in one of these incoherent strange journeys that don't seem to mean much write them down anyway and then keep an eye on how they can possibly fit into other kind of themes that are going on with your journey work at that time and remember that practice makes perfect so the more you do it the better you'll get the other thing to remind everybody as well i'm sure everybody knows this who's listening but if you do if you don't remember or you need a bit of help with this kind of concept is that not everybody sees things in a journey we're a very visual culture we like to see what we're dealing with but if you're not seeing things in your journey and you're very frustrated about that then try taking yourself out of your um your sight and into your body and how i suggest you do that is if you imagine that you go on your shamanic journey with a blindfold on not as you lie down with your physical body in this realm but literally as you go into your journey ask your guide to blindfold you say blindfold me i'm not going to see anything i just i want to experience my journeys in a different way so you stop focusing on trying to see your journeys through your eyes and you start to move your awareness down and into your body. It can open your heart space, it can open your inner knowing, it can open so many doors to so many different types of experiences. Okay, so now let's have a think about how we actually interpret our journeys. So as I've said, journeys will come in one-off very powerful messages or they may come in a range of experiences that come together to create one theme so as you build up your journal so you're beginning to write i call them a journey journal so if you're writing up your journey journal pay attention to the themes that start to emerge from your journeys don't forget and this is really important 
is that your journeys and your messages will usually be in metaphor. We need to read between the lines. We need to get good at symbolism for ourselves. We need to get good at knowing when we feel a certain way that we've hit on something and then we need to get good at knowing how to dig deeper. And that took me a while. It does It does take practice. And sometimes it can be useful if you have friends who also journey to cross your kind of conversation to ask what other people think about your journeys. Warning, please do not give your power away to anyone else. We're not asking anyone else to tell you what to do. We're not giving our responsibility away to our friends. What we're doing is we're saying, oh, wow, this um, journey that I had was amazing but it's, I can't really think of how this works for me what do you think knowing me really well and the person might have insights and inspirations for you that will help you to interpret it and just whatever other people say make sure it feels really good tap in with your guides make sure it's right for you and that if you're careful about not giving your power away that can be a really fun and inspiring way to work with your uh, journeys to work with your metaphorical messages and then from the journeys you will also often be given action points so begin to make a list of those actions if those actions aren't clear again that takes practice to build the information for yourself so some things that you can think about when you want to understand your journeys so where are you uh, is it does it is it somewhere familiar? Is it somewhere you don't recognise? So begin to chart the different places that you're taken to and increase your knowledge and understanding of non-ordinary reality. Increase your awareness of the different places that you're taken and those what those places mean in that moment. And do they often mean the same thing, the same things, or do they, does it feel the same when you're taken there more than once? You know start to like really understand the places that you're taking and what that means for you. So what did you see, hear, smell, touch, taste or sense? Write that down. Were you shown anything that you didn't understand? So again, be sure to write this down and come back to it later. Do you notice thoughts from your daily life creeping in? So if you work with me and you learn how to work with shamanic journey in, then there's a lot of work that we do about leaving our daily thoughts at the door, about really committing to the process of our shamanic journey. And that's what we're doing right then in that moment. We're really committed to that. So if any thoughts do creep in for you, they're often relevant to the work that you perhaps need to do at that time. So what thoughts did you notice? Um, just be aware of whether they're relevant to you now or whether they are a distraction from your journey. But if they're relevant, why are they relevant? So for example, if you're worried about something that's happening at your work right now and that thought keeps creeping into to your journeys, then perhaps your journey work's trying to either um, support you with that issue or give you um, actions that you can take to help you with that, with that issue. But whatever it is, just be really aware that, that it might be relevant um, or you might need to be a bit firmer with your daily thought daily thoughts creeping into your journeys. So what objects did you see? And when you're looking at the object when you look at those objects, say it's like a book or a wardrobe or some or a TV or just something really strange, 
notice what thoughts that brought up for you in that moment when you're on your journey and something's presented to you what did you feel immediately what are you noticing in that in that moment so if you had objects with beings were they interacting with each other was there a message there was something smashed up was something buried was something thrown away was it dissolved was it burned in fire like what could that mean for you what was the landscape like? Was it vast and open? Was it enclosed? Was it light or dark, snowy, fresh, green? Like symbolically, if you think about fairy tales, fairy tales keep things really simple, but there's always there's always a theme. There's always like a moral to the story. And often, if we're doing something, if it's like we're working with a shadow or we're working with something quite dark, maybe the landscape can um, mirror that. But if it's something really open and vast, maybe there's a big picture issue that we're having, maybe we need to be looking more into the big picture or we're too in the big picture and we need to be focusing more on our kind of individual smaller pieces of work. So the landscape around you can help you to get an overall theme, an overall feel of what your journey is trying to say to you. Did you hear anything or see any words during your journey? And again, what did those words make you feel like? What was your first thought when you were hearing those words? And think the words themselves, what, what did they mean for you? What colours did you see and how did they interact? Did those colours spark any feelings in you? Was, were, was there enjoyment or fear or a reminder of a certain person? And what do you think that that means for you? And what did your body feel like? Was it cold or warm? Did you have pins and needles? Did you forget you were even in a body? So ask those sensations what they're trying to tell you. Like really begin to have a relationship with your bodily sensations as well as your um, mental sensations. So those are all things that um, you can start to think about in terms of the metaphor of your journeys. But when we start to think about themes... I'm going to run through some examples of different themes that might be running through your journeys that might be helpful. And all of the things I'm talking about today, I do have on a PDF that I'm going to put in the show notes. So check out the show notes for this. And we're on centerforshamanism.com forward slash 21. I think we're on. Um, I'll confirm that later on in the podcast to make sure that we're actually on that um, number. So, when we're thinking about themes then, are there nurturing themes? Now, nurturing themes come up a lot um, in our, in my work, I work with women a lot um, and men, actually. It comes up with men as well, just in different ways. So, if you're seeing a lot of themes that are nurturing, so let's think about self-care. How are you with self-care? What um, what are you doing for yourself? How are you looking after yourself? Are you spending too much time looking after other people? Do you have saviour archetype issues? Um, those of you who listen to my podcast a lot will hear me talking about um, saviour archetypes. You might hear me talking about the drama triangle because there's three there, there's the victim, the perpetrator and the saviour, but I see saviour in myself a lot, so I tend to talk about my own work and my own personal development, my own experiences, 
I think that's really important. So for me, in the beginning, a lot of the themes were around self-care, making myself my own number one. Um, their podcast number 20 was all about that, the number one challenge and identifying your self-limiting beliefs around why you shouldn't make yourself number one. So are you seeing themes like around kind of self-care in your journeys? And actually this podcast will be podcast 22. So if you want to download the free, it's absolutely free, the free PDF with all this information, then you can go to centerforshamanism.com forward slash 22. So is there, is there a theme of emergence? That's something I see quite regularly. If you've just started journeying, you'll probably have gone through some kind of process in order to make you want to do that kind of spiritual work. So as as part of your authentic being ready to emerge, you know, are you being shown things emerging? Is it the past? Do you have forgiveness work to do, acceptance work or healing work through um, issues from your past that need to be dealt with? And as um, you'll hear in a later podcast with Leo Rutherford, who is a wonderful elder... um, who's going to be interviewed, who I've interviewed already and that podcast comes out in the next week or so he talks about this, he says you know, you can't, one of the first things to do when you step onto a spiritual path is to deal with the issues of the past so that you can be successful and move forward on your own spiritual path so is that a theme for you, are you noticing you know, the kind of forgiveness acceptance, healing part that needs to be done Are you seeing masks? Is there something masking that you're ready to shed and reveal more of your true nature? Is there an honouring theme? Are you being shown to honour the land where you live or Mother Earth as a whole or your home in new ways? Um, Healing journeys as well, that might be a theme. Your guides may be taking you through a healing process. Passion, are you being shown a new path full of joy and passion and are you being shown ways that you can move towards that, things that you need to let go of? actions that you need to take in your life there might be the trickster energy there are you being challenged to look beyond your own earthly thoughts and go deeper to recognize your own shadow perhaps are there themes of abundance are you being shown the path to abundance are you being given action to remove your current blocks protection and boundaries are you being shown that more work is required for you in your life around your own energetic protection and your own energetic boundaries perspective is another one are you being shown a new perspective of a difficult experience in your life are you being shown that you can look at that differently um take it from a different angle see things in a new way that can be that can be a really great way to um, a really interesting theme that we're given as well is all about perspective what's really important about in shamanic journey work is that your interpretation of your journey is exactly right for what you need in that moment, okay? So looking things up on the internet, asking friends, I did mention this earlier, but I'm going to mention it again. Reading, listening, asking other people's opinions can certainly spark spark inspiration in you. But do not give your power away to books, to the internet, and to other people. Direct revelation is key to effectively interpreting your own journeys. And what that means is that only you know what is right for you. 
So if you see an elephant in your journey, I don't recommend going to the internet, looking up what an elephant means on some website and being and then saying, cool, that's what that means, great. And that's it. What I recommend we do is that if we're flummoxed by what this elephant could possibly mean, then by all means ask someone or read a book or go online. But ask yourself, is that right for you? So, you know, traditionally an elephant would maybe mean, you know, matriarchy or strength or wisdom or good memory or family or something like that. And it would give you a breakdown of what that means. And elephant means this. If you see an elephant, this is what it means. But that is not helpful. And um, is, I mean, I, I don't want to be rude, but I feel like I need to be clear is that I think it's a little immature. I think that being inspired by people's idea of the archetype of the elephant is brilliant. But being told by someone else what that means for you is not the same thing. So by all means, be inspired by what people say. Talk to other people. You know, have groups where you like discuss these things. But at the end of the day, take it into your heart space and really feel into whether that is right for you. And if you have a first thought about what that elephant means for you, that's probably what it means for you. Okay, try not to second guess too much. Just allow the flow of the information into your body. Your body knows what's right. You know, you'll feel it and you, you start to really get used to what that means and what that feels like for you. So continue to write your, your journal. Continue to write down everything that you're experiencing. So the other thing that I always talk about when it comes to shamanic work of any kind is that you can go on as many shamanic journeys as you want. You can go on as many shamanic journeys, you can go on as many courses, you can go, you can read as many books as you like, but if you don't put anything into action in your daily life, then the transformation that you seek will not present itself to you very likely. If you um, really want to see change and you really want to see progress, then it's the action you take on a daily basis that will really support you to create the transformation in your life that you're looking for. Yes, we do need to read books and go on courses and seek help from other people. That is absolutely required. I'm not saying that's not required, but that's not the only part of the puzzle. And I think a lot of people think that it might be. You'll go to a course. I mean, I've done it myself. I've been to many courses, five day retreats and all these other things. And I feel wonderful when I come back and then it all kind of slips away, doesn't it? It, it? it doesn't stay there. It doesn't maintain. And that's because the work's not done on a daily basis. So if you're receiving guidance in your journeys to do certain things, then I suggest that you do those things and that will give you the transformation and the change that you're looking for. If you receive the same information from your journeys over and over again, then it's likely that you're not listening to something that you're being told. Your guides will only give you so much information and they'll stop giving you information if you don't do the work that you've been asked to do. And that's not out of... I don't think that's out of spite or irritation from our guides. That's not how they work. It's like pure spirit. It's pure love. It's simply that you have the information that you need in order to work through this next step of your life. And when you do that, 
the next level of information will be available for you um, in a really kind, loving and supporting way. So if you're receiving the same information over and over again, or you're not receiving any information, go back to your, your journeys, go back and to, to what you've written down, look at them and say, okay, what am I missing? What do I need to put into action every day that I'm not actually doing, that I've been asked to do, that I have either missed or I'm avoiding or I have resistance to it and then ask yourself honestly why you're having resistance is it really difficult are you ready to dredge this up do you need other support is there you know do you need to see a practitioner perhaps to help with some of the blocks around putting this into practice if that's the case then you could seek help that way as well but just be aware that if you've stopped getting information, which does happen sometimes, then it's usually because you have all the information you need at that point and it's time to put that into action. So remember, action equals change. A shamanic journey in itself is only part of the process and the change comes from both the shamanic journey work and the connection with our helping spirits and putting those, that information into action. So creating change through action. It's a joint effort, guys. We have this team, this these helping spirits, these guys that are there for us. They, they you know, they never fail to support and love and heal. But that's not enough. We need to be an active member of that team. We need to be there enabling our helping spirits to give us an, exactly what it is that we're asking for. And if we are not putting these things into action then we simply won't get the change that we're looking for. So that's all I've got for you today. Hopefully that's enough. If anybody feels like they want to learn how to work with shamanic journeying or refresh themselves to remember how to shamanic journey, maybe you've done it in the past, but you're a bit rusty on the steps and the the methods, then I do have an introduction to shamanism course that you can check out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's a really useful course. It talks about ethics and intentions and their tracks and downloads and various things. It's a really helpful course. Everybody so far who has used that course has had great feedback. So I do recommend that if you are really keen to either learn how to to go on a shamanic journey or you wish to refresh your memory about how to do that. I'm always available. Rhonda at centreforshamanism.com is my email address. So drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Um, as usual, like um, we've got our Shaman Talk podcast community group. So pop over there and let us know what you thought of the podcast and have a chat. If you have any spirited ideas or different things to say about how to interpret journeys, I would love to hear that. Everybody loves a discussion over that over there. So hopefully I'll see you, see you there at some point this week. So thanks very much for listening. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much for listening to Shaman Talk today. Quick question, are you subscribed to my email list? I plan on offering lots of extra special bonuses and trainings to my email list in 2020. I'll be offering these only to my wonderful subscribers. So make sure you're in this community with us. If you're listening on the website, you can subscribe via the player that you're listening on right now. Just click on 
join newsletter button. If you're on iTunes or using another service like Spotify or Google Play, then head over to centerforshamanism.com forward slash subscribe. Being a part of something special is only a click away. So subscribe today.